0: They really only show the negative things I say. I do say a lot of positive stuff about the girls. I mean, I'm not... It wasn't my plan to work for the guys. It just it happened like that because I got banished first. That was my strategy. And in order for me to stay in the game, you know, God forbid I get banished again, I need to follow through with my word. And I really trusted um, Cameron out of all the guys, which... Hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that was really my best choice. Um, but I don't hate the girls. I like all the girls. I don't have any personal like negative feelings towards them. I, You know, they make it seem like I don't like Melinda. I love Melinda. I don't have any problem with her. So um, my character is the mean girl. So I'm going to appear mean, but I'm actually really nice. And me, me and Chuck had great conversations about random stuff. And, I mean, everybody on the show thinks I'm – most people on the show, the castmates – <laughs> think I'm a nice person, so if they right. think I'm nice, you know you gotta kind of realize that a lot of it is editing.
1: Right? Yeah, and it, it's not necessarily malicious editing. I don't think it. I don't think they're trying necessarily to make you look bad on no, purpose. No, no. But again, like the conversations that I had with Lauren weren't about stuff that really
2: mattered. All of the time. Right. So it just right. it
1: winds up getting cut out.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So you don't see a lot.
2: When you first heard about the show, did you know that you were signing up? D- did you aim for a mean girl archetype? Or did you were you just like, uh, hey, I exist. Do you want to take me on this show?
0: Well, I, I mean, I saw the application on Twitter and it said archetypes. So I I have been told that I am similar to kind of a mean girl because I just say whatever I'm thinking. And a lot of the times it's not, I mean... Sometimes it's not very nice, but, um, right. so I filled out the application, like, how I would talk, you know, normally, like, some of the questions were, you know, describe how you were in high school, and that's where this mean girl high school thing stems from. Like, I I'm see. not proud of the fact that I was considered the biggest b- in my high school. I know some, some writer wrote that I'm gonna brag about that for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. I'm not bragging about it, it's just, you know, that's what I... In order to be on the show, you have to fit a certain type of character, and apparently that's what I fit. And so, um, I mean, am I a mean girl? I don't know. what's up to you to decide.
2: Welcome to A Halting Podcast. My name is Mark Brillig, and with me today, back again, of course, is Mr. Chuck Lines. Hello again! And we have another competitor from summer camp please say hello lauren the so-called mean girl
0: hi hello welcome lauren thank you it's good to hear from you again i know it's good to hear from you too it's been a while have
2: you guys been in touch at all since well whenever each of you got kicked off or won or whatever
0: not really no not not on purpose it's just you're you're out of town you're not in la
2: is it because is it because is it because you hate Chuck, Lauren?
0: I hate <laughs> Chuck. Now the funny thing is, they cut out part of my answer to a question in one of the interviews where I said that Chuck was a better kisser than Cameron.
1: Really? Well, yes. Well, wow. Flatter me, Lauren.
2: Thank you.
0: <laughs>
2: Goodness oh, gracious. Wow. And I, I wish wait. I had
0: heard that. Yeah, Chuck, they cut Chuck, it out. I
2: remember. You told us on the previous episode, on the previous podcast, that it wasn't shown on the show. But when you went to kiss Rachel, you made it a point to do the opposite of what she might expect. So you went for, you know, uh, strong and enduring. I mean, is that the same strategy that you used on Lauren?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Truthfully, Lauren, I think that was just a regular old pack. Um, So, you know, if that ever happens again, I'll make sure you get the special treatment. (laughs)
2: And that was better than Cameron? Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a bit of a diss there. Lauren, do you, I mean, we don't really, we get that you were classified as the mean girl in high school, but we don't really get any other information about you on the show. Do you want to share anything about what your endeavors are outside of summer camp?
0: Sure. Um, Basically right now I'm I'm um, in an internship for dietetics, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically nutrition. Uh, I graduated last December, so I am graduated I'm just doing this year internship, and then I'll take the um registered dietitian exam, and I can be a dietitian, so that's what I'm focused on. I'm actually not that mean
2: i know we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna get into that we're gonna get into that in a sec so you before this you've really had no experience with t v
0: No, I don't have any experience. Well, before this, I had no experience with TV, nothing with entertainment. Um, I'm honestly just like this normal, well, normal, however you want to word that, I mean, from like Minnesota. So it was interesting for me to see that most of the people on the show were actually trying to get into entertainment or, you know, um, acting, singing doing that kind of thing and I'm just Mm -hmm. a nutrition major so I mean it was it was interesting for me but yeah I mean I just wanted to be on reality TV and win some money
2: so you in fact may be the most genuine person on the show because you've you've just got the least idea about oh I should be this caricature
0: right I mean I I am genuine I mean it's hard for me to say that when I'm obviously you know trying to help the guys but really i i'm i've never lied to the guys up until this point from what you've seen i've been truthful i don't
2: i don't mean so much as what you do what your actions were in there Uh, i mean more like you weren't thinking about oh they're putting on a show i mean it's it's a it's a you know a stigma that reality tv has that oh they just hired actors and these guys all happen to be in performance but you are definitely you know and and chuck has explained to me none of them are hired because they act um in fact you might have been most desired by the producers of the show because you have no acting experience so you're not gonna there's no switch to flip
0: right no um i was definitely myself Mm -hmm. as much as i could be i was myself the entire time i don't really think about you know what is this funny or what i mean i just say what's on my mind so um it works out because some of those interviews i even laugh at myself (laughs)
2: yeah did you listen to either of the first two episodes lauren
0: to your podcast yeah i listened to the second one
2: okay that's probably better (laughs) the second one was more (laughs) boring the second one was more boring but the first one i really come down on you hard um but by the third one you've somewhat won me over anyway and as chuck and i talked about i'm easily bought so you following me on twitter was Pretty much enough.
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: it takes so little.
2: Hey. Although Mikey B did a, a chocolate on...
1: bar and some bacon.
2: bacon. Oh, I had um, <laughs> I had white chocolate covered bacon recently. Have you heard of it? What?
1: Ah. Uh,
2: it um. You've
1: ruined me forever, my Mark.
2: It it tastes exactly like you would expect, though. It's just. There's no surprise. It's just bacon with white chocolate on it.
1: <laughs> Has Mark told you how we know each other? No. Can I? Can I? Yeah, say go that, ahead, Mark? man. Is that legal? Go ahead. Okay. Mark and I were roommates in college, so that's that's kind of the the thing. We've got that um, that thing.
2: Um, okay. At the beginning of this episode, Chris comes back, of course, and he doesn't feel like the welcome back is genuine. Of course it isn't because he's been self-ostracizing this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke and Isis comment that they miss Mike. Lauren, what was your what were your feelings towards Mike on the whole?
0: I did like Mike. Um at that time, I I considered him a friend and I trusted him. I actually thought that we should have kept Mike because had we sent home chris we would have the option in the future to send home what guy we wanted instead of just sending home whoever came with chris um i also didn't like chris
1: if you were looking for an excuse to get rid of chris uh that was it right there that was that was a good one that was probably the best excuse you could come up with
2: you mean so that you get to choose from two good competitors the next time you guys exactly I mean that's that's probably
1: the best argument you could come up with
2: it is and and you and I went back and forth on it and I still think keeping Chris works fine because it just means there's always going to be some amount of uh, tension in the guys team and Uh, well yeah
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just suggesting that if if you wanted to get rid of Chris uh, Lauren said she was kind of tired of having him around Mm-hmm. then, you know, there's your excuse. That's, uh, that's yeah. the best you're going to get.
2: It is the best reason, I agree. So, Lauren, but in the end, it was a, I, I guess, 5-0 vote to keep Chris. So did you guys come to a full conclusion before you voted?
0: Yeah, we did, actually. We wanted to um, kind of come across as a unified group. We weren't really unified in the decision, but I chose to vote to send Mike home because I wanted the girls to feel like, I had their back. I was part of their team. I mean, if I would have voted for Mike to stay, that would not have looked good. They would have known it was either me or Michelle. So Mm. I think that was our way of trying to be a bonded group.
2: Gotcha. Because it it definitely isn't shown uh, when you guys are going to vote that you've all definitely decided on Mike, but, but you're telling me that it pretty much was definite? Yes, it was. Gotcha. One of the things you mentioned in the previous episode, Lauren, was that if... I forget who we were talking to, but it was on the way to the vote. Um, if Chuck and Justin make it to the end, and I quote, we're f-ed.
0: Yeah, I did say that. Um, you... I was talking to Michelle because her and I had the same idea that if we did keep Mike, that we would have a choice of sending home two stronger players in hopes that Chuck or Justin would come over because... Chuck is obviously the smartest one on their team. He was in Boy Scouts, and he pretty much won the first two challenges for them. So I always mm-hmm. thought of Chuck as a threat. I also thought of Justin as a threat because he was um, a team leader from what I saw. I knew that he was in tight with most of the guys. Um, and I also was thinking that maybe more challenges would be really outdoorsy and like fit for him. So those two together I thought would be a deadly combination. Um, and that's right.
2: why I said we would be f***ed if they made it to the end. right, right So we get to a talk with Michelle, Rachel and Brooke talking outside and thinking of electing Lauren of all people to be the camp counselor seemingly at least in some part to appease you um, <laughs> and then you walk up and you know very honestly agree with them and more or less say that you'd be you'd get Kind of pissed off if you didn't become the captain soon.
0: Well, that is true. First of all, everybody wants to be camp counselor, whether or not they want to admit it, because it makes you safe. And I did actually, I did want to be part of my own team. You know, I didn't really like playing for the guys, but that's just how it, you know, ended up happening. So mm-hmm. I was giving them a chance to really make me feel like part of the team because before that, they really hadn't. And it wasn't because of what I did, it's just that um, they're kind of clicky, and I'm, I'm not that sensitive to people's feelings, and I kind of just say what I'm thinking, and I think that really rubbed them the wrong way. Yeah. So um, I basically just told them like, yeah, I want to be camp counselor. I'm just warning you now. If I don't get it at some point, whether it's today, tomorrow, the next day, if I'm still here, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna feel like I'm not part of the group because none of them really showed me anything where they should be camp counselor every other time. Just because they're nice? Mm-hmm. No, that I don't think that's a great camp counselor.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I noticed on Twitter that you said that Brooke did your hair for this episode. <laughs> was that was that before or after she decided that Lauren, you should be camp counselor?
0: <laughs> Brooke, Brooke curled my hair. That was the end of the episode. She did my hair.
2: And was that? I mean, was was between her saying i think you should be counselor and her doing your hair i mean anything that was really the beginning of you feeling at least accepted by her right i mean before then i i would i would imagine since she banished you in the first round there were probably some uneasy feelings between you two
0: actually no and they i'm actually uh, it's unfortunate they didn't show me saying this but i did not feel any animosity towards Brooke for banishing me. I think that she picked me over Melinda because she felt bad for Melinda. Melinda started crying in the first episode because she thought she was going to be banished and I kind of just stood there. So, as far as me not relating to Brooke or feeling like she made me feel part of the team, she actually made me feel more part of the team than anybody else. So, I... They make it seem like I don't like her. I really do. I never said a bad thing about her. Um, But it was more of Rachel, Isis, and Michelle who kind of, they wouldn't ever say anything to my face, but I knew what they were thinking, and I see it in the Uh interviews. So what I was assuming they were thinking was correct the entire time.
2: Gotcha. It's true that Melinda broke down for basically no reason in the first episode i mean as far as i could see she paddled her ass off in that competition i would have assumed she definitely wasn't going to be sent home but then she just started crying out of nowhere and it was just like this is definitely hurting your chance
0: yeah I, I didn't quite understand that because it wasn't like we were saying you're going in i just i said because i was trying to save my own ass that if you went in with megan i think they they would have well, I didn't know. I was just trying to say my own butt. I just said, maybe mm-hmm. you should go. And she started crying, and I was like, okay, just forget it. Don't, you're not going. Yeah. Relax. I don't want to see yeah. that.
1: Yep. Actually, to, to talk with Melinda now, uh, she stands by the, uh, the claim that most of the times that she broke into tears were actually an act. And uh, as, in particular, when she was... Um, when she was over in the guys camp that it was that was her ploy to to be rescued i don't know if i buy it i don't know if i I do but she stands by it
2: i would buy it over in the guys camp because crying over there is not going to hurt you it's going to make you seem more pitiful and less stable right but when she cried in front of the girls in that first episode i can't it's not going to help it's right. Just, it, there was no way that that could have been useful. No. Um. So I would have. I would bet that that one was genuine. Um. Okay. So going back to the boys, Chuck, Justin, and Cameron are having a conversation in the lodge, within eyesight of I, I think all of the other guys, and you're low whispering to them, "If we lose, who would you choose to banish?" and How would you go about choosing that? And, you know, just hypothetical strategizing. Right. Um, And then Mikey comes down to sit in a chair that's definitely within earshot. And you ask him, can we have a second? Yeah. I.E., can you go away, please? (laughs) I mean, I I don't blame you because as you say, you wanted to get honest opinions from everyone. And there's no... I mean, they, they come back later and saying, well, everyone should be able to share their honest opinions out loud. And that's bullshit. I mean, you, everyone knows that that's bullshit.
1: Right. The biggest mistake there, obviously, this is not my best moment. Um, no, it's uh, the worst, I yeah, would say. So far, at least. But, yeah, I should have known better than to have a private conversation in a, in a public place. Um, it was just dumb. I didn't really think about it. And I wound up offending Mikey, and that hit me in the butt. Yeah. I mean, my my thinking was I was going to talk to each of these guys individually anyway. I had been doing this for a while using that kind of strategy. So I kind of expected him not to see it coming, but to understand what was going on and recognize it. Because again, later when the actual banishment happens, each of the guys goes and talks with Cameron one-on-one. So... I I didn't think it was a big problem, but again, I understood it wasn't something I should have done and I didn't think about it.
2: Right. So because the, you know, counselor talking with each one of them before banishment is expected, you know, it's a planned thing that everyone knows about, then it's okay. But because you were kind of doing this on the fly whenever you could, Mikey just latched on and tried to exploit it for you being a complete manipulative douchebag.
1: Right. I mean, Which... I understand his, his taking offense. We've come past it now, you know. Uh, Mikey yeah. and I are, are good friends. So, uh, in fact, when this whole issue sparked a flame war on Twitter...
2: Oh, uh, I am not okay with Mikey and his minions at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: going to remain neutral between, between you two as battling parties. But, but as, as far as Mikey and I go, I think we're okay together
2: yeah I mean, of course you are, I mean, and Mikey certainly isn't gonna lose his cool on Twitter because he actually has something of a phantom reputation to defend, whereas I'm just like whatever <laughs> but I mean, especially when he said in the interview, not to anyone's face, but in the interview, I think he said like if this hadn't been on t v or whatever, Chuck would have been crying, yeah, I mean interesting that's the f- one of the first, if not the first indirect threat of violence that we get on this tv show and of all people it comes from the guy who may have some a little bit of brains but has some sort of asthmatic squirrel in place of his heart i feel like it's just of all people I don't know it. That really pissed me <laughs> off, and well, and especially when his minions on Twitter don't have a lick of grammar in their heads. It's just they're like they're twelve years old. Right. I know. I mean, I'm fighting with twelve years old. Kids. <laughs> I feel horrible.
1: <laughs> no, beat him up, Mark. Beat him up. No, don't do that. Beat him Please off. don't. I mean, I I think Mikey and I have come a long way since then. He he had every right to be offended. Obviously, I think he was a little bit more offended than, than he probably should have been.
2: I think he was acting extra offended to get the others in there. You think? Yeah.
0: No, he was actually that offended. He is dramatic as hell. <laughs>
2: no, but dramatic is mm, Fine, dramatic as hell, but not thinking like, oh, well, of course, this is a natural thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, when I watched the episode, it, it made me uncomfortable to watch it, because I'm like, oh, oh my yeah, gosh. Oh, yeah, it made me
2: uncomfortable. Mikey's,
1: Mikey's flipping <laughs> angry. But then, you know, like ten minutes later, at this point now, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. It's it's all in the past. Mikey, Mikey had a gut reaction and he got fired up over nothing, and we all do that now and then.
2: Yeah, it's annoying because it's in the past for you and right, the other but cast it's members, right but am, right now. I am, I am ready to. <laughs> I'm not going to make any. Idle threats. That's what Mikey does. Never mind.
1: Ooh. Anyway, by the way, out there, kids that uh, that are listening, Mikey and I just appeared together with Melinda on a video for the Friend Movement, which is an anti-bullying campaign. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, su- so support the Friend Movement and uh, uh, give bullying the finger.
2: <laughs> you and I are about to have a Friend Movement.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet
2: friend movement right off a cliff so are Ah. are you
1: suggesting that i i can no longer support charities that want to end bullying mark
2: yep okay
1: that'll be my last one
2: (laughs) sorry mikey really i'm really surprised that you're coming over on my side i figure you'd just be like oh mark you can go and (laughs) weather in your cynicism and depression and and i'll i'm just gonna with the kids who
1: whatever <laughs> I've known Mikey under a year goodness gracious <laughs> I've hybridized your name that's a
2: terrible fusion oh.
1: <laughs> I've known Mikey under a year and I've known you for what six seven now seven
2: something like that almost seven yeah
1: so I, I'm hardly gonna go with, with Mikey on this but
2: okay. Good. as long
1: as we can keep it civilish
2: don't save the world just, just be a villain okay <laughs> Okay. so rachel's doing another meditation session while this is going on in wonderful contrast and of course chris has to point out to the guys why can't we be more like them and it's just like you're just adding fuel to the fire chris being like uh, you guys need to be more calm. Like, the worst thing to say when someone's upset is to tell them to chill out. More on Chris, he definitely wants Cameron gone because he doesn't like that there's talk of people voting for him to be counselor. Um, Moses talks about how there's this core group of him, Justin, Kyle, and Cameron. I'm, you know, a little annoyed that you're not in there because you and Justin and... Kyle and Cameron seem to get along fine. It's true. It's not you and Moses quite as much.
1: During the uh, during the the camp counselor elections that morning, I went off and had a private chat again with Justin, that went mm. on for like oh man, it must have been close to two hours, that we were just talking wow. strategy and hanging out, and uh, that's what they they showed a brief clip of me when when they announced Lauren's name, but. Uh, that that came right at the end of this two-hour strategy session and justin and i were hugging and and throwing high fives we were excited for you lauren
0: oh good i'm so glad
2: so it's funny how they don't show this but i feel like underneath this this core that moses talks about and, and it's brought up again later i mean it's true that it seemed like mike and justin were tight earlier but now like, you and Justin really have some seriously strong teammate thing going on. Yeah. I don't know. Just because the both of you do seem like the most intelligent guys there. Well, thank you. Sure.
1: I mean, I gotta be honest. I was um, less annoyed at the time than I was after seeing the episode this week. Um, <laughs> this this week's episode kind of annoyed me a bit. I'm I'm starting to notice a trend. What do you mean? Well, so far... I've been to fewer of the socials than anybody else. I've been to one mm-hmm. two if you count the the starting party and I've saved the guy's butts in two challenges and yep. put my best effort into the other two and I haven't even been considered yet for camp counselor and that that kind of that kind of starts to rankle a bit
2: yeah yeah I mean, I'm sure Mikey B and others would be like, oh, you got to live in the moments. But every once in a while, I feel like it's good to take a step back and just think about, yeah. okay, what really has happened more than five minutes ago? Uh, Lauren, Melinda says that she is afraid of you becoming camp counselor. Is she rightfully afraid, personally, for her?
0: Um, it's hard for me to remember at that time why sure. I... I did see myself saying, "If we lose, I'm probably going to send over Melinda and Isis." Now, at the time, I didn't realize how strong Melinda was and mm. how good of a competitor she was. Because when you have other people saying that somebody is so weak and so not a good competitor, you know, it's kind of it makes you start to think that. And so, I think I right. not saying the girls brainwashed me, but um, I didn't realize that she was as strong as she as she really was. So. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't, she didn't have a target on her back by any means. It was just, that's what probably would have happened if we would have lost, if we would lose that day. And then I said ISIS because she had shown me that she wasn't as athletic as she appears, which you see in this episode when she is, um, about jumping distance from the dock and puts on a, uh, light jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Chris actually told me. That he pretended like he didn't know how to swim right but he told really? us that
1: too after the fact he was the only one during the canoe challenge to wear a life jacket to request a life jacket
2: right and and i remember he was telling <laughs> you told i didn't include it on the last podcast but you were talking about how melinda was even offering to teach him swimming lessons later and all that so did, did the both of you really believe it that chris does know how to swim
0: well no <laughs> I
1: I Chuck. don't really buy it either. Um I don't know uh, mainly because he 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 didn't come up with this whole I'm going to scheme to the end sort of thing until we started quote unquote ostracizing him. So he didn't right. really have a reason to try to pretend to be terrible in that first challenge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Lauren, if Let's say you guys lost the challenge, but to your eyes, it seemed like everyone put in the same amount of effort and the same amount of skill that they could have. Everything was just flatlined. If that were the case, you would have sent over Isis and Melinda?
0: Yeah, actually, it's funny. Before this challenge, they didn't show this, but I made not a deal, but I was talking to Cameron and I said... If I win or if I lose, I'm going to send over two people and I'm going to tell you which one I think is the weakest and I want you to send them home. Um, and so when he was asking me what two is it going to be, I would I said Melinda and Isis. Um, uh-huh. And I was standing on the dock with Chuck and I don't know if you remember this, Chuck, but I said, tell Cameron I said Isis. And that was because I saw her wearing a life jacket and I immediately thought, wow, she is... That's just, it's a hot mess if you're wearing a life jacket and you're, like, that close to the dock. Yeah. So.
1: I do remember you saying that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, not that Brooke and Rachel are, like, superstar athletes. Obviously, Michelle is um, really strong.
2: Yeah. It
0: was just, like, it was, like, the lesser of two evils, I guess, if if that makes sense.
2: Yep. Yep. Now, one thing I noticed was that Isis voted for Brooke, not Lauren, um, yeah. which just, just re how much of a Wonder Woman duo those two are. They seem really tight, although I'll be interested to see if something happens between them like happened between Justin and Mike on the last episode. But anyway, Rachel leads some more hot yoga. Lauren, did you ever join in on the yoga? I forget.
0: Yeah, I, um, I did the yoga once. I did the, meditation. I did the meditation with them every time they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I kind of have like ADD, so it's hard for me to sit still, but I did it anyways.
2: Right, and in fact, let's talk about that now. There was, it was on the previous episode that they cut to you talking about <laughs> how you didn't like, you know, you, you thought uh, yoga isn't what's going to make us win. Being better is going to make us win. And then you commented on Twitter that they had spun that in a bad light for you. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, that interview, actually, if you notice that outfit I'm wearing when I say that is not from that day. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that clear. That was from a different day. Um, I won't say what day, but I get asked questions and I'm going to answer them honestly. So if I get asked, do you really want to sit there and meditate? I'm going to say, not not really. I'd rather be doing other things. Um, and do I think meditation is the key to winning absolutely not Uh, but does it hurt us no I think it actually did help us boost our confidence in some strange way but um, it's not why we won I don't I mean I don't think personally okay
2: as has been said Cameron and Lauren are the new camp counselors Justin feels like he and Cameron have bonded some anything else from the talk that we see between you and Cameron when you're walking along Lauren that you want to mention that, that wasn't shown
0: it's like literally right before the challenge i say melinda and isis are the two that are going to be in the bottom gotcha
2: okay all right so we get to the social uh, the truth or dare campfire cookout as all the previous times uh, except maybe the first there is a catch there are five passes for each team so lauren chooses isis rachel melinda and michelle which leaves out brooke any any strategy on that
0: Rachel and Brooke had been to all of the socials at, up until that point, so it was between Rachel and Brooke. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel invited me to the last social, so it just left Brooke out. And um, I mean, we we had the system going where everybody was going to rotate at some point. Somebody has to sit out. It's not like I did it on purpose.
2: Right. Okay. Unlike with our camp. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so, right, Cameron chooses Moses, Kyle, Mikey B, and Chris, which leaves out you and Justin, Chuck. But we get a cut-in with an interview with Cameron saying he's confident that you guys would be okay with it because evidently you guys had, you know, talked together before and have a good relationship, so we thought you, you would feel fine about it.
1: Yeah. Well, at the time, there wasn't any animosity. I was just trying to stay positive, um... Yeah. And now it's only just mild annoyance that the guys don't seem to be noticing how, how much I'm contributing, which is really ticking off some people in social media. But uh, when it was going on, I'm just thinking, as long as I keep doing my best, they're not going to get rid of me, and then I don't have to worry about the girls. Yeah. Because the girls seem to be observant they seem to be noticing what's happening
2: (laughs) right that's correct yeah it it does seem like you've kind of slid back into dark horse mode right like like the very beginning of the competition which which i gotta say i'm starting to get a little worried i mean you you had some killer first two episodes and at this point anybody's game it's a little shaky yeah yep Okay, so truth or dare is played at the cookout. And there are just a couple of things that I want to talk about in there. Cameron does it asks Mikey B for a truth about what the three things in the world that he wants. And I mean, of course, me attacking Mikey B, he has to now appear to be an angel and says that, you know, he wants to be able to do charity work find a girl to marry and he wants his mom back. so of course i'm just gonna look like a douchebag for attacking him so much but <laughs> uh, it's just made me so angry because everyone's tearing up and everything but but he's, he's still an asshole <laughs> in my <laughs> eyes
0: um it's those guys who do, like, wood carvings, it's part of our challenge in the next episode, so it's, it's quite entertaining.
2: Oh, yeah. Do you have a little chainsaw? We,
0: we don't. We do not,
2: but people do. <laughs> they didn't want you to cut your faces off? I guess. Or each other's yeah. faces. Yeah. You know, at the social, Chris seems to be having a genuinely good time. For the first time I've ever noticed. Uh... He
1: seem to be okay at the party. No?
2: Right?
0: well
1: i mean at the uh, at the dance party tell it like
2: it is lauren
0: okay regarding the bonfire he was having a good time the thing with chris is if he's not the center of attention he feels like he's not being included so he
2: mm-hmm. was doing
0: some rapping or something i don't know what happened he was rapping and suddenly people lost interest and in started of talking about something else and he's like oh, he he's sitting right next to me and he goes oh of course everybody just ignores me and i'm like you need to find this happy medium of not being in the group and not being the, like you know being the center of attention. So I don't think he gets yeah. that. Um, but he did have a good time. He was less annoying than than usual. I'll say that.
1: Uh huh. How All was right. he at the dance party? Do you remember?
0: He actually he did have a good time because again he was dancing in the group and he's he's not a bad dancer. Um right. It was his thing. I think he was comfortable at the dance.
1: Right. Right. I think I think the key to Chris is that he He really does have to be the center of attention, and if he's not, he, he will yeah, he'll pout, and that just turns everybody else off to him. so yep, he doesn't help himself.
0: no
2: thank you, parrot Chuck
0: <laughs>
2: Lauren, just briefly, the talk between you and Cameron before the before the challenge mm-hmm. Cameron at one point does say. I would never send over Chuck or, or you bring Chuck up and Cameron says I'd never send him over which...
1: Oh, see, I thought he was talking about Justin.
0: What happened was it was a longer conversation than what was shown. We. Of course. We first started talking and he wanted he wanted me to throw the challenge and I said absolutely not. If I'm camp counselor, I'm not throwing anything um, mm-hmm. despite my swimming performance which probably made it seem like I was. I, I really <laughs> wasn't. Um, but... We were kind of just saying like, "Hey, if if you lose, make sure you send over somebody with Chris, who's weaker, so Chris has a better chance of going home. So don't send over Justin, don't send over Chuck, because those two, they will be going home. At that point, I still had, um, I was still looking out for the guys. I mean, yeah. a little bit, uh, but I was looking out for my own team as well. So um, right. he says." Well, we're not going to lose. And I said, well, if you do, who are you going to send over? And I said, don't send over Justin. And he said, well, I would never do that. Uh, never. Gotcha. And I said, okay.
2: Okay, so into the competition. It's a relay race. One guy and one girl is on a dock. And then behind them, a little further away, it's another guy and a girl on a dock. So basically, each turn of the relay is someone swimming to the center the the main puzzle dock from further away and then they have to complete this big puzzle so so both the distance of swimming and the difficulty of the puzzle get higher later yes, on yes. from from each one okay oh you know something that i noticed on mikey b does he have a 17 on his neck what is that do you know
1: i do it was his mom's number um I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why uh, I'd have to ask him. It was her number, and so that's, as a consequence, been Mikey's lucky number. So anytime we started a, a competition at like 317 or anything like that, he would always go in with really good energy. Interesting. Yeah. Let me ask him.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah, I great. got
1: pee, and I'm going to text Mikey. I'll be right back.
2: Um, okay, I gotta ask John something, too, so let's, uh, Chuck, are you you're still stop? here? You wanna stop? Yeah. Yeah, let's stop. Okay. Um, sorry, Bye, Lauren. Lauren.
0: <laughs> you guys are hot messes.
1: It's true. I just have to pee so bad.
2: Um, Chuck, Lauren tells me that you have a certain name.
1: <laughs> oh no, I was trying to avoid that. It's, um, no, I think is I it... was so glad it wasn't in the episode. <laughs> no offense.
2: Is it,
1: uh, what type of a name is it, Chuck? So at the summer camp social dance, um, Lauren decided to give some of us stripper names. And I casually interested and kind of curious asked what mine would be. Uh-huh. And uh, so she assigned me the name Jabba the Slut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? But you're you're very svelte. You're not You're not, uh,
0: I don't know. He Jabba he, the
2: Svelte? He, he... Well, I mean you're you're just you're not a Jabba. you you're not Right. You're. you're
0: a... No, but it was. A, he. The. The. This came from. Okay. When I first got banished, <laughs> I was wandering around their room, and I'm looking at their. I'm going through their things because I'm nosy, but like, you know, just I'm bored. I'm stealing, stealing their underwear. Hour, yeah. Well, <laughs> I see this little contraption, and I pick it up, and I'm like, "What? What is this?" And it. It turns out it was Chuck's lightsaber. Oh yeah. Which, <laughs> He was not happy that I that I touched, and oh. uh, I
1: noticed right away that it was uh, it was. Of place, oh, of course,
0: of because
2: you're OCD.
1: Yep.
0: So um, I was thinking of I gave um Justin the stripper name Girth Brooks because he reminds me of like a country singer, and then I thought, well, Chuck reminds me of Star Wars, so that's the first character I thought of, and that's his that's now his name.
2: It's a pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: The lightsaber, just for the record. Was uh, a dildo was one I built myself.
2: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've mentioned that before. You're just telling Lauren. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, not a big deal, Lauren. No worries.
0: <laughs> I was. So, I just, I, like, I oh, just
1: no. noticed right away. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder what Jabba the Slut uses the lightsaber for. Don't oh, want
0: Ugh.
2: I don't know. I think you'd be more of a. I want to make a pun out of Boba Fett.
1: Of all of the things that that were said at the various parties uh that was the one i was most concerned about when it aired what people were gonna do i was i was worried that's gonna be my new name forever i'll never get away from
2: it oh so (laughs) are you saying that hashtag Jabba the slut should be real? oh
0: my god i'm doing it i'm sorry Uh,
2: it's okay chuck you can change your name and move to brazil no, it's okay,
1: Mark. Only seven people listen to this.
2: <laughs> no, no. Seven people follow me on Twitter. Um, but both of the last podcasts have gotten an average of 50 downloads. So that's oh, starting. Wow. Um, well, one of
1: each of them is me.
2: Yeah, and one of them, I'll, each I'll of them is...
0: I'll share it on my Twitter.
2: Awesome. One of each of them is me, and one's Glenn, and, you know, our other friends. But <sighs> thank you, Chuck. Um... <laughs> Let's see. But wait, Lauren, what's this fascination with giving people stripper names?
0: I don't know. I I think I was kind of bored and there was like a lot of dirty dancing and like I don't know. Someone I think Mikey reminded me of a male stripper. <laughs>
2: oh, so that's I, great.
0: Yeah. So I was trying to think of um stripper names and I just I thought it'd be funniest to give Chuck a stripper name. Yeah. <laughs> Thank All you. Right.
1: <laughs> Best kisser of the group gets the stripper yeah. name. Go
2: for it. <laughs> right. Very good. Hashtag whatever. I hate hashtags. <laughs> Never mind.
1: Hashtag lipservice.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the challenge. I don't I don't even need to explain it. Every you listen. You watch the episode, everyone. You know what the challenge is. You know what it is. So the guys pick one member to sit out because the girls could picked the members to sit out last time. And you get five minutes to decide. But, you know, right up front, Chris says, you know, you guys know I'm the worst swimmer. But so he like volunteers himself to sit out, which I have no problem with. But then, of course, in the interview, he starts making fun of everyone because they're not confident about puzzles which is like you would drown if you were in the competition and (laughs) so they wouldn't get anywhere so shut the up i mean there's really he can't complain because of that i don't know he just really gets on my nerves
0: i think he gets on everyone's nerves
2: true story um so the girls and the guys of course are strategizing Uh, the big thing is what order do people go in who's got endurance and can swim long and fast who wants to get their turn out of the way right at the beginning who thinks they're better at puzzles etc cetera, etc cetera? so michelle takes last because i would say she's probably the strongest of anything that you guys have on your team physically lauren yeah um, yes so swimming certainly included with that isis goes first melinda is right in the middle on the guys team Cameron is at the beginning because cowboys can't swim I don't know and Mikey is at the end because he's a lifeguard so that makes perfect sense right off the bat Cameron pulls way ahead of Isis fast and he gets the puzzle done first now now this of course is what you were talking about Lauren Isis is just slow and can you re-explain to me one more time so she asked for, so she was the shortest distance from the dock, but. Yes. But she asked for a life jacket. I mean, how, I didn't, I never really got a good sense of it. Do you, can you tell me about how far it was from Isis to the puzzle dock?
0: She probably could have jumped and been about halfway, maybe even more. Are you To the dock.
1: Wait, jumped from. Right, Chuck? Oh yeah. Oh, Totally. It was that close?
0: Yes. The she first was bobbing, one was like
1: 10 feet, maybe. Oh. Yeah.
0: She was bobbing like a bobber in the water. <laughs> like, she, she, and then she couldn't even do the puzzle. She was, a, she was, it was bad.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: She was very close, though. Yeah, she asked for a life jacket. We each get on our own docks, and I'm just kind of like, you know, looking around, and I see Isis has a life jacket on, and I, I look behind me at Michelle, and I'm like, do you see this? And she's like, Yeah, what the what the fuck? And I'm looking at Chuck and I'm like, Is this is this real life right now? Like she's so close.
2: <laughs> Alright, so camera gets done, puts the flag in, Kyle launches, is in the swim and Isis finishes and Rachel starts. Kyle is not doing great with the puzzle and Rachel is Rachel gets there and she's totally in her Zen zone. She finishes before Kyle gets the flag in and Brooke starts. Kyle eventually does get it, so Justin starts, and at this point, Cameron is feeling really he's feeling alright, he's like, we, we're we're, at this point are you guys tied, or no, no, you're not tied the boys are a little bit ahead, I think yeah, um, yeah and Cameron's feeling pretty good, but Brooke finishes up her puzzle Justin's Starts it. Justin's swimming wise he seemed mediocre at least I mean average, right? He, he swam yeah. pretty good. But he just has so much trouble with this puzzle. He definitely doesn't beat Brooke. Melinda goes, gets to the puzzle, starts fine and and ends quick because she's Melinda, and honestly, this is kind of what I expected from her. She's she's good at that. Um puzzles and mental things she transfers it to the board and then lauren launches and justin's still having trouble but lauren do you want to talk about your swim at all
0: okay um i don't know how to dive when we were picking the order i i said that i could swim that far it's just it's not going to be pretty like i could do it nobody wanted to um take that second to the last position Oh, so Michelle and, had already um,
2: volunteered for the last one.
0: Right. The second to the last one. Nobody really wanted to do it. And I, at me being the camp counselor, I just thought, well, if anyone can do it, I mean, I'll do it. I'm really good at puzzles. So that's that was my thinking. Uh-huh. But I jump in the water and immediately get watered out my throat because I don't know how to dive. So right. I'm trying to swim. I'm trying to get the water out of my mouth. I'm like drowning above water. I don't <laughs> know what I'm doing. I panic. I, like almost drown, and then I could like do the backstroke, which they don't. Well, not the backstroke. I don't know what I was doing. But if I, I get to the dock.
2: Yeah. Were you doing chicken airplane soldier backstroke?
0: Something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. But I mean, everybody thought I was gonna drown. So I'm surprised <laughs> wow. they didn't show it. But, like everybody came up to me and they're like, "Did you do that on purpose?" Like the guys thought I was doing that on purpose. Like, oh no, right. Way. Yeah. We did. We so, thought you were
1: throwing challenges still
0: no that one i i actually told cameron i wouldn't i wouldn't throw that one but right yeah i did the puzzle just fine and i was actually really like sick afterwards because i swallowed so much water i thought i thought i was gonna pass out honestly that's was bad
2: uh how was the water it was disgusting. freezing
0: <laughs> yeah really was cool it,
2: was it a lake i'm guessing yes yes okay. yeah, yeah. So fresh water at least. Yes.
0: Yes. Fresh-ish. It was startling cold. Like I jumped in and it was like, oh my God, I can't even move. <laughs> I couldn't even get my legs up. Uh,
2: okay, so Justin is not doing well. Moses, Kyle, Mikey, pretty much everyone on the boys guys team. I'm sure you too, Chuck, is rightfully annoyed <sighs> that you guys have most of a one person lead and then it goes down to negative two lauren finishes finishes up the puzzle michelle the final woman dives off and justin finally finishes so chuck launches chuck are you a good swimmer
1: it depends on the day i'm i'm competent okay i mean i got an advanced swimmers thing in the in the boy scout swim test of course you but did i don't particular. <laughs> yeah right but i it's not my favorite thing to do i i wasn't on the swim team or anything right my dive really stank it was the worst yeah yeah I kind of face flopped nice not quite as hard as Lauren
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) so I'm sure you probably I mean at that point when when you were leaving the dock what were you thinking
1: well actually this is an interesting thing I was pretty hopeless but I was gonna give it my best shot anyway in the hopes that Michelle was really terrible at puzzles right so what they didn't show, just in the interest of time, I'm sure, was that I actually made it to the dock and really? started assembling the puzzle and had it about halfway completed before Michelle won.
2: Oh, wow.
1: I, it it wasn't close because they had a ridiculous lead. Right. They, after um,
2: you, there was still one more. There was still Mikey B. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, they really... Justin lost us a lot of time, mm-hmm. but they didn't show that I was... I swam pretty quick and I I really motored through the puzzle. So, I was kind of bummed that they didn't.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask how did it feel like to just stop and tread water. But but you made Right. Well, I didn't. Right, right. And
1: then even after even after the fact, you know, they show Mikey out there standing alone on the dock, he decided just to to kind of not to show he off, to but show to... Off. to, to yeah, a little bit, but mostly, mostly to continue to prove that he's useful to the team. Uh-huh. He went ahead and jumped in and swam to the dock, even though he didn't have to, just to prove he was capable of it.
2: Did he do the puzzle?
1: He did not, but... Oh, uh, well,
2: I mean, what...
1: They wouldn't let him do the puzzle. Oh. Otherwise, they have to go get him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: If you don't see it in the episode, obviously, because of time constraints. But I, I think he lost us something like twelve
2: minutes. Wow. Uh, do you do you have so comparing that with the total length of the competition?
1: I, I don't honestly know. But he, we had a solid lead, and we were something like twelve minutes behind at the end.
0: So two things about Justin's performance. I don't know if you've been following him on Twitter. He says, and I love Justin, and I don't know if he's just terrible at puzzles or if what he's saying is true, but he said that he was on, um, I think it was hydrocodone for, what did he have, like bronchitis, or he was sick. Right.
1: Yeah. You so Remember, we talked on, about this in the last podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they put him on some medication, and he says that that really affected his ability to think critically and analyze things and put a puzzle together. Mm -hmm. But his puzzle was so easy. I mean, it was the third easiest puzzle and I think it had like four or five pieces.
2: I can cut him some slack for that, especially because in the last competition you guys decided, um, even though he's got a beard on his face, we're not going to have Justin on the bottle. Because we don't want to catch whatever he's got. Yeah. Right. I, I can give him some credit for that just because drugs can mess you up. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do them. I kids. mean, as he said, as he said, he should have had some some more lonely Saturday nights to, to have some. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Because right. goodness
1: knows I've had
2: plenty. <laughs> Doing jigsaw puzzles?
1: Yep. You and me both, Mark.
2: Oh. So the girls win. Handedly and justin is aware that he's let them down lauren of course you're quite happy getting a win and being team leader at the same time though aside from your choice to be the second to last one no disrespect but i don't see uh, unless we didn't see anything i don't see your leadership any choices having an effect so far
0: no and the thing about camp counter is as we kind of figured out as the competition went it's not really about who's the best leader it's just about who you feel comfortable making the decision
2: yeah right
0: to either banish somebody or whatever
2: right yep no
0: i did not win that for us Mm
2: -hmm. but you like the rest of the girls were happy nonetheless of course yeah okay so at this point in my head i am thinking that cameron is going to send over chris and justin back to the girls rachel is happy pumped about her pre-competition calming session having maybe some some amount of effect on that after rachel was happy the first time did you guys more or less have a session with her for the rest of the competitions that you know of lauren
0: yes yes we did that as far as i am there we did meditation Mm -hmm.
2: did you ever warm up to it
0: i i didn't i didn't hate it yeah But, no, it's not really my thing. (laughs) Okay.
2: All right. Um, (laughs) Justin and Kyle spend some time commiserating in their failure because Kyle wasn't as bad as Justin but did cost them some time. Kyle, out loud, is thinking he'll be banished, which really, I mean, it it would make even less sense for any of the other guys besides Justin to think that. But, I mean, I feel like Kyle might have lost you guys a couple minutes. Yeah,
1: I I would – it was pretty close right there at the beginning. And he – he did lose us a little time. I'd say may, probably no more than a minute and a half, two minutes.
2: Yeah, okay. Cameron, of course, knows that this is going to be a hard decision, and he begins speaking with Justin. Uh, the idea of the the core four comes up, Cameron, Moses, Kyle, and Justin. Uh, Cameron says that nothing's changed, and he's happy to have Justin's back. Um, he'll protect him, and he, I guess out loud, does make the promise that Justin's not not going anywhere then we get to Kyle who feels like he's let people down but once again Cameron says he's not going to send him Chuck giving your logic of course as usual says either send Chris (laughs) and Justin or Chris and Mikey B as you had discussed with Justin before the competition right yeah, you trust Cameron to do what's right for the team. In talking with Cameron, Moses says that Chris and Justin should be the ones to go, and he brings up, well, we've got this core going on, but at the end of the day, does that even mean anything for some of us? He thinks that Justin's failure breaks the pact of the core, basically. And oddly enough, once again, like last time with Justin as a camp counselor, we don't see... The camp counselor talking with Chris or Mikey B. I have to imagine that their interviews with the counselor are just boring. Anything, Chuck? Probably just boring. Yeah, okay. So, to the banishment we go. Cameron makes his choice. And he announces that it was by unanimous decision that he chooses Chris. Which I'm sure feels just awesome, Chris. (laughs) And then his second choice, even though he'd made the promise, is indeed... Justin. And at this point, I I am, of course, I'm really hoping that the girls vote for Chris to go, but in my heart, I know that it's not going to be true. Justin, you know, talks about a man's only as good as his word when he's back to talking with Cameron. And Cameron says something that's interesting that, that brings up the lives that these people have outside of summer camp. Cameron says, no one here has it going on like you do. Which is when we get really the first mentioning of Justin's involvement in his business, in a family business. Justin is pissed off, of course, but he thinks he'll make it back to the guys. And Chris is annoyed on two counts. One, of course, because he's going over again, which he's pretty confident that he'll stay. But he's annoyed that he's he's also annoyed that he's losing his the one guy he's comfortable with, Justin to the interviews with the girls we go, Lauren is shocked to see Justin there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can imagine my surprise when earlier that day, Cameron, somebody who I'm, I, I trust the most out of all those guys, tells me that he won't send over Justin. And I'm also really, I was close with Justin too. So that's why I said don't send him over. So when I see Justin, I my heart drops and I immediately think I don't trust Cameron. Mm. at all.
2: Even after seeing how poorly Justin did in the competition, you didn't think that would break that?
0: Well, from what Cameron had told me, from what I've seen, their interactions, and then Cameron said, you know, point blank period, he would never send Justin over, never. And then, yeah, Justin did poorly. I I didn't, I really didn't expect to see Justin, even though that is, I mean, he made the right decision for his team, but it kind of made me think a little like, well, should I really trust you when you tell me some things? Yeah, because he he pretty much lied to me, whether he knew it at the time that he was or not. Right.
1: But Well, that's the promise. That, that's the problem with making a making a promise before before you see the challenge. Yeah. I mean, we were all going going off of the assumption that nothing would change. We'd see the same performances from everyone that we've been seeing all along. Nobody, nobody could have predicted that Justin was going to be just terrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of goes back to, uh, to what we talked about in the last podcast. Absolutely, Mark, where, it's a
2: straight-up repeat. Yep,
1: yeah, where people, people just assume, based on the appearances and the sort of the stereotype of the person, that they are more dangerous. And was Justin really a threat to the girls' team? We might never know because we, we really never saw him excel in any of the challenges. He did okay. He fell off pretty early in the marshmallow challenge. He was sitting out of the kissing challenge. He was in an inner tube for the canoeing challenge and he stank at puzzles. So really mm-hmm. the, the only thing he had going for him was the leadership that he had stepped forward and taken on for the first, the first challenge and then again in the, in the third episode. But other than that, we haven't seen him do anything really intense. That's true.
2: I I did actually, that was one of the things that I did cut out of the last episode. Oh, you cut it out. Let's let's mention it again, though, to bring it back up. Chuck and I did have a conversation last time about how Soldier Mike, though everyone saw him as, you know, a big, strong guy who could probably accomplish the feats of Hercules. (laughs) But in practice, we hadn't seen anything truly remarkable yet. Now, I, I still argue that Chris is still a better person to drop, definitely, than Mike. Oh, I agree. than Mike. But it's true that it seems to be a bit of a struggle here to get past, or, or it's a struggle for me anyway, to get past just what I'm seeing and the stereotypes and all that, rather than really looking at the results.
0: What we kind of... I mean, I don't know if this is the same for you guys, Chuck, but we kind of listened to what people have done in their life and, you know, what they, what sports they play and, you know, what they look like. And um, we weren't thinking about – it's 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 so hard when you're in there because you don't know what the challenges are going to be. So when they sent Mike over, yeah, we were shocked because he's strong. But, like, looking back on it, I think if we would have kept Mike in there, he might have shook things up a little bit because he and Cameron did not get along at right. all.
1: Hmm. But. but at the same time, you would have had to have gotten rid of Chris, and we certainly right. would have liked
0: that. Exactly.
1: No, I understand. There's a lot more that goes into this than can fit into a uh, an hour long episode. Right. And yeah, this is the kind of thing. I mean, none of us knew each other before getting there, so of course, at, at least at first, we're going to base our judgments and assumptions on what people look like they're capable of. Yeah. But as as the game progresses, you've you got to reach a point where eventually you start saying, well, this person just isn't showing us anything good yep. or worthwhile. I have no doubt that Justin is capable. If we would have gotten an archery challenge, man, he would have kicked everybody's butt. Anything like mountain man-ish. I think he's a jack-of-all-trades in that kind of respect. Uh-huh. But But again, not knowing what the challenges were going to be, we could really only base our logically anyway we could really only base our decisions off of what we had seen so far and we hadn't seen anything from justin that made him stellar irreplaceable it was a real bummer he's one of my favorite guys on the team yeah but you know it it just had to be done and it was that didn't make it any easier but it it had to be done
2: right but it even goes beyond what people think before even the challenge happens right because it, it also matters I mean, Cameron promised Justin that he'd keep him in after the challenge happened. Um, it, it was right. he was the first person he talked to. So not only can you not make any assumptions before the challenge, but you can't make assumptions until the counselor has discussed things with the last person. Because right. I'm betting if if everyone had said, oh, Justin screwed up, but I think he's worth keeping. Cameron definitely would have chosen someone else.
1: I think you're right. He he really did. I I mean, that's why I voted for him because i I knew that he would uh, he would do what was best for the team, or I hoped he would so the significance of the seventeen for Mikey um, it was his mom's birthday uh five seventeen and so according to Mikey, he sees seventeens everywhere they kind of follow him around it's become sort of a lucky number for him, so that's a thing i I've, if you don't know if you I mean, he talks about it in the show, but if you don't know, his mom uh, died of breast cancer. And uh, if uh, if you want to support Mikey and his mom and people like his mom, you can donate to Citizens Reunited to overcome cancer.
2: Okay, great. So Chris talks with the girls first, which really is unnecessary since he's been there before. And Chris really seems to dug, dig himself into a hole with this. First off, he's complaining about these people haven't put the effort to build a relationship with me, talking about the boys, which I call bullshit, because it's true that Mikey B was the reason for Chris's first...
1: The rogue vote.
2: Right. And for some reason, everyone just started thinking it was Chris and Mikey B didn't help that. But he could have saved himself from that if he didn't... At least the way it's portrayed to us is that it's not that everyone's shunning him, it's that he's being self ostracizing. Yes. Thought struck. Accurate. I mean the girls are really at this point, especially when Chris starts going on a tirade, you're basically saying, Shut up, we know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean we all said that we didn't even want to hear it, but we thought we'd give him the courtesy of saying maybe something else that he wanted to say, and when he didn't, we were pretty much like, Okay, go get go get Justin.
2: Yeah. I mean you're not you don't even like listening to him anymore. You think he's not trying to make it work. Uh, I forget who said it, but like you guys seem to be just annoyed that he's disrupting the overlaying harmony of the competition, not just in the boys camp.
0: Yeah, Michelle brings it up, and I also say like he he's draining me right now, so I right. can't even imagine. I mean, he's going to eventually drain them. Whether he shares his feelings with them, I wasn't really sure at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I, when I listen to Chris talk and say like, Oh poor me, poor me. I've noticed him. This is just one example of what he did. Um before we were the challenge, before the lake challenge, we we're all off in little groups and he went and sat in some random spot by himself and nobody went over to talk to him and he he got mad about that. And I'm like, you just you win and you put yourself in that position and nobody's going to come over there and say, like, what's wrong with you? Because nobody really cares. Yeah. Honestly.
2: I mean, I, I have to have a bit of sympathy for him because I have in past dealings with depression and whatnot have been self-ostracizing. But I know that he's wrong. I know that I, I mean, there you at some point you have to own up to it and throw yourself back into the mess and try to make some sort of amends. And I can't see that he's going to do that. I bet he's not.
1: I mean, it's one. It's one thing to be self ostracizing. It's another thing to blame everyone else for it. Exactly. Sure. And yeah. further ostracize yourself. I mean, right. You're just compounding the problem.
2: Yeah. So, Lauren, really, you outright say that you want him to go so you can, so you don't have to see his face every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, at that point, I was very. I mean, I get. I get. I'm gonna admit it. I get irritated really easily, and his complaining, especially after that banishment session, when he was going on a, a, just a a rant about poor me, poor me. I mean, I really wanted to say this stuff to his face, but I was in a predicament because here he was trying to throw competitions for the guys, or for, you know, throw throw the guys competitions. And here I was kind of, you know, doing the same thing. It was, I couldn't say anything to him because I didn't want him to out me (laughs) to the girls. And what they didn't show was I actually told the guys that he said he wanted to throw competitions. Oh. They know.
2: After the first guy's banishment. Yes. Yeah, after Chris had talked to you guys for the first time. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So Justin comes in, and he's very upfront and honest. He says, I don't plan on throwing anyone under the bus, Um, which is the same move that Megan pulled. I mean, the first episode, which got her off the show lickety-split. But... I have a hard time thinking how much that matters anymore. I guess, I guess it does, but... I mean, did Lauren, in your opinion, was the fact... Especially because he was up against Chris. Was the fact that Justin said, I'm not going to betray anyone, really a uh, sinker for him?
0: No. I think... Let's go back to the beginning. If Mike would have said, hey, I'm going to throw things, I still think we would have got rid of him over Chris. And I think that anybody who would have came with Justin probably would have ended up staying. I mean, unless it was Chucker Moses, but I mean that wouldn't happen. Um, right. I think it, at that point, we did listen to what they had to say, but we knew that once we see the people, we already know who's pretty much going to go home.
2: Gotcha. So Justin gets into nothing strategy or trader talk but he you know opens up to you guys and tells his whole story about his family's his father's uh business because they had some tractor trailers and someone lit them on fire and two houses also burned to the ground and they had no insurance on the trucks and it was something like a half million dollars his dad started this business which i it wasn't clear to me what is the business
0: i know he has a fundraising business slash company slash whatever
1: yeah it was it was the fundraising company
2: okay so what they i i hadn't even heard of you've done
1: fundraisers right
2: oh wait you mean like where you go around door to door and sell like random things for overpriced costs and 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 then you collect part of the profits yeah okay gotcha
1: he ran one of those companies that his dad had established
2: because the last time I thought about one of those things was back in elementary school. And I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> this just comes from magic, whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, I was really hoping he'd be, you know, he'd run a rafting company or something like that. But I guess not. Anyway, it's a really powerful story, no matter what business he's in, because it's family centric and because this just horrible luck happened to him. And at this point, I am so rooting for him. And I there's a little bit of hope in my heart. That the girls will step up and take empathy over greed and just keep them in. And, you know, Isis comes on and she, in an interview, I forget if it was an interview, she says, you know, Chris is good for no one. And then it's a 5-0 vote for Justin going home. And Chris, on Justin's way out, says to him, I'm going to eat him alive. And I don't know really how much that good that makes Justin feel. But, yeah, Justin, Justin... More or less is hurt in the same way that Mike was hurt in the previous episode. He's going home. Yeah, he's annoyed by it, but even hurt even more because the people he thought would save him didn't. It's just, it's really just a repeat. So then Lauren walks away with Chris saying, your heart feels a little cold. As it should. God, you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I I mean, I was. It, the only people crying to Justin's story were me, Melinda and um, Isis Brooke Rachel and Michelle weren't didn't shed a tear over the story, which I thought was I did not know how they weren't crying because anytime I see a man cry, it just makes me upset. yeah and the fact that it was Justin and you didn't expect it from him in the story it was just like so like touching like the fact that they weren't crying, and I'm the mean girl and I'm, I'm trying <laughs> I was trying so hard not to like you know, bawl my eyes out and ugly cry. I was holding back tears even at the, you know, at the part where he's walking away and I'm saying, like, love you, Justin. Like, I wanted to cry so bad. But um, I think we just all saw him as a really big threat for whatever reason. Um, So regardless of his story, and other people did have good stories as to why they were there as well, but that wasn't going to save him in the end. Right.
1: Yeah. I and this is this is what I said. I, I had a couple of detractors on Twitter last night who were upset that I had said maybe Mikey B as as an oh, option. Oh, and I to came go. out with
2: fists a flying.
1: Right, but I I have to reiterate what I said to them. Mm. There's a big difference between wanting to get rid of somebody and having to make a choice um, for your team. And, and I think that's pretty clearly what happened here for everyone involved. Everybody loves Justin. And Justin, if you're out there, I miss you, buddy. And I we all feel bad that, that it ended this way. And we, we hope that all the best comes to you.
2: Yeah. I, I second what Chuck said, Justin. I wish you all the best. And Lauren doesn't because she's a mean girl.
0: No, I talk to Justin regularly. So he oh, already really? knows. Yeah. That's Do you really? Oh,
1: tell him hi for me.
0: I will. I will. We we call each other sometimes. Um he's really he's he's like one of the busiest people I know. And so he's randomly in some mountain area doing God knows what. So he's <laughs> in the mountains right now.
2: Yeah. Oh well. Wow. Okay, that's great.
0: Oh, Justin invited me to his wedding, by the way. Me that's too. That's how close we are. <laughs> oh, you too? Yeah,
1: I got one. I couldn't go though.
0: I know me either.
2: He didn't invite me.
0: Cuz you suck
1: exactly
2: oh. yeah God.
1: thank you for saying what no one else could lauren
2: Man. and not because
1: not because they didn't have the the cojones to say it but because mark wouldn't let them <laughs>
2: what do you mean they could have said it on twitter
1: no it wouldn't he, he wouldn't be quiet long enough for anyone else to say that yeah. mark sucks
2: Oh, you mean on the previous episode when two of my (laughs) friends who I believe enjoy my company were talking
1: with us? I'm just jagging your way. If
2: anyone else wants to come on the podcast and tell me that I suck, feel free, but you gotta follow me first.
1: (laughs) I'll see if I can get Mikey fans.
2: I, oh God, I, I have really mixed feelings about Mikey on here. I, I haven't pursued that, by the way. Um. I mean, he favorited the one where I was like, "Oh yeah, you should come on or whatever." He's totally uh, into it. He would do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. He just seems <laughs> like so much hype and so little.
0: Content. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe um, after the
1: show, after the show is done, done, we can set up like a death match episode.
2: Yeah, maybe after the show, I can figure out what his address is and egg his house. <laughs> I forget who he was talking to when he said this but he says i don't care if i lose against the six girls i don't want them to win i.e saying the guys actually he was saying this to you lauren on the way back but then that means he doesn't get the money
0: no i think what he meant was that he would rather lose every single challenge and just battle us at the end by himself and maybe end up losing that way rather than winning with people he doesn't like i i don't know i the things chris says i just
2: yeah, nice. I mean it's we can't. I don't know. We have to take him with a grain of salt. It's true.
0: Yeah,
2: and
1: I had okay. overheard similar things from him at other mm-hmm. points in the competition, and you know, I I just kind of I'm thinking to myself, stupid, 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 stupid.
2: What stupid that Chris would say that, or what do you mean?
1: Well, first of all, yeah, if whether he's feeling that way or not, stupid that he would say it out loud yes. yeah. to people that could potentially use it against him in the competition. And stupid stupid to hold on to that kind of an attitude when there's that much at stake. I mean, really, yep. just put up with it for the however many weeks that you've got to and uh, have a shot at winning, actually.
2: Yep, yep. We get a bit of a preview for next time, of course. Um, and it seems that both camps are just having some nice messes of trouble and division and terribleness both the girls and the boys. The boys, of course, centering on Chris and the girls. It looks like Melinda and Rachel are really going to get their fangs out.
1: I had a question for the... that was texted to me. Okay, great. From our favorite friend, Emily.
2: Emily! (laughs)
1: Uh, She really loved the Frank Sinatra opening, by the way.
2: Oh, Uh, wonderful.
1: Yes. The question is... um, this, this is Emily. I'm yeah. wondering about the time between events. They're broadcast on a weekly basis, but is there that much time for you as contestants, more or less? How does it play out? Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, what you see in one episode is somebody gets elected camp counselor, we have a social, and then we have a challenge in the morning, or the next day with a banishment. So, really that's like pretty much two days worth of time maybe a little more we're still kind of dealing with the fallout from the previous banishment you you don't see a lot actually I mean they have like what 15 hours of footage they have to cram into eight hours for eight episodes so Something like
1: um, that. Yeah. I guess I guess the the important point is that it's it's about two days per episode yeah and we as contestants didn't get a rest period between episodes right so so
2: so while it we aren't seeing 48 hours of footage it's not like we're missing six days of footage between each episode
0: yeah there's not like um, a four-day period where we just get free time it's all we're always doing something whether it's electing the camp counselor doing a social competing in a challenge or having a banishment, that is all in a two day period and there's no break time in between.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it really is an emotional roller coaster. You go from having somebody leave your team to on one day to the very next day going to a party with that team that got rid of one of your people. Yeah. Right? I mean it's 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 back to back to back. Boom boom boom. So we shot the whole thing over the course of about three weeks. Gotcha. All eight episodes.
2: Mm-hmm. If you have, if you had the freedom to choose a different archetype to place yourself in,
0: I, I don't think I really fit anything else. Well, obviously, I like. Um, I mean, it's in, I'm in the healthcare industry, so I care a lot about helping people, which right. obviously that does not make for good reality TV. So
1: really, <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, they're really going to show, hey, she's a dietitian. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my reality TV. You know, I don't play a character. I mean, I fit a character type. And mm-hmm. so, maybe I say that I don't have a filter. I'll just do anything to win. I mean, I said going into it. I'll do anything to win. And I'm not ashamed sure. of it. So, that that could be considered mean. However, Chris's character is the class clown. Have you seen that? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I saw that. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, but But in interviews and stuff, he does have some wit.
1: Yeah, but is he really yeah. a class
2: clown? No, no, which is weird because it's like summer camp. Why are you right. talking about school? Um, I-, I thought that was interesting. I also thought the Megan as the the country girl. Uh, no, she's. I mean,
0: Aaron's the country girl. Megan's the. Oh flirt. right, right, right.
2: Aaron- yeah, but both of the flirt and country girl. That's even like less specific than the mean girl. It's like what? What do you? I don't know.
0: Um, well, let me just say Megan was the flirt. That's okay. The flirt. <laughs> All right, so I mean, she that did fit that. T what she was, so yeah, that's. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that one was accurate. Um, yeah. The Erin, the country girl. I mean, fine, she's from the country, but otherwise, I, well, we barely saw any of her anyway.
0: She's from Tampa. Is that the country?
2: Excuse me.
0: She's from Tampa. I thought.
2: Really. I. I She's from florida <laughs> Look it up. Look it up, Mark. What? I mean, I uh, no, I know that her archetype is the country girl. So maybe she's from Tampa, but moved. She sings
0: she sings country music. Check out her um YouTube page. She's got some some uh music videos for country music on there.
2: Okay, that's what they mean by country. Country yeah. as in music genre. Go ahead. Uh, what is your Twitter handle again for people to follow you?
0: It's at Lauren underscore Von D.
2: All right. And to follow Chuck, it is... Go! At Chuck Lines. Thank you. And mine, if you want to keep on following me and see me wimpily flail my arms at 12-year-olds, is at a halting sonnet. At A-H-A-L-T-I-N-G-S-O-N-N-E-T. Lauren, it's been great having you. I'm so glad I can talk to someone else besides just Chuck. And he can (laughs) talk to someone else too. Yeah, we'll
0: have to do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Great hearing from you.
0: Yeah, you too, you guys.
2: If you make it further, we will be (laughs) glad to have you on later.
0: Yeah, you'll have to tune in and see.
2: Recap on. (laughs) <laughs> what else the show is violently portraying you as no not that. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right see what murders get pinned on lauren oh yeah yes, exactly <laughs> that's a halting podcast i'm mark brillig i'm chuck lines i'm
0: lauren von droschek total
2: in your joy <laughs> We go. Welcome to a halting. Oh, alting... oh good job! <laughs> Hang on. What <laughs> just <laughs> happened? Why the? Might no, just, just the, just the desk attacked me. me. Yeah. Um. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs>